Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to go to help us move this show forward, and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction, events with Steven and myself, and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP, and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it right here on the show. We sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What's going on? Oh, um, I didn't have a painful experience to share in acting class, so I made up this story about my uncle trying to touch my butt. But it's attracted to men in pain. It helps her pretend to be mentally healthy. Really? Yeah. I hadn't noticed. Troy, hmm? nothing good can come of this. Yeah, I have to think really hard about how to defuse the situation. No, Uncle Lucius, I don't want to play in the laundry room. My emotions, my emotions. Let's get this started. Let me pull my notes up. <laughs> Almost sounded like you said, pull your nuts up. So- sounded like. <laughs> you pull my nuts up. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another week. Hello, my beautiful, sweet baby boy, my chocolate bear. How are oh. you today? I'm glad to have you. I'm good. I'm happy to see you. Wow, beautiful. We've taken uh, a week off. We did a pre-show last week, but it's been... Mostly since we recorded our interview with Darsan almost yeah. two weeks ago, since we've really done something like this before, and I- I'm feeling the love fest a little bit. Yeah, I'm really happy to see you, buddy. Yeah, welcome to another week of the show. Welcome. You can't disappoint a podcast. This is our 45th episode of Community we're covering. Isn't that That's insane? crazy. I think 55 is around the halfway point, or 56. So we're, we're so, so close. close to halfway done with this podcast, and it's so exciting, but it- it's also like... I don't know. It's going by fast. It's almost been a year. Uh, it's going by fast, isn't it? That's it's so nuts. I remember us like just having like the stuff to like do it and like, mm-hmm. be like okay, we're gonna get it started. We have our microphones ready to go. Yeah. And like I think I was still doing it from my laptop at the mm-hmm. time because I hadn't gotten my new computer yet, and I definitely lived in a different place than I live now. Yeah. And, Me like, too. Yeah, <laughs> and with like I, no soundproofing on the walls or anything, and we're yeah, like, okay, we recorded here we are. our first episode without any of that. Our first couple, mm-hmm. I didn't get any soundproofing until uh, uh, several episodes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally 
with my first stimulus check, bought a desktop computer off of eBay and a microphone setup, and just because I wanted to do a podcast, and we yeah. did, and now it's, yeah, I don't know, I both feel the exact same as I felt when we started, and some of the same uh, uh, insecurities about doing something like this, but then every time I go back and listen to what we're doing now, we, we've come so far, I think. It's not so Danny um, listens to the podcast, and sometimes, like, in the mornings or something, like, I'll hear, like, listening to it when we're, like, getting ready to go practice or something sure. like that. And is that I'll, like, weird hear it. to listen back to yourself? I, I thought it would be. It's not as weird as I thought it as it would be. It's kind of different because, like, she's listening to it, and I'm kind of, like, listening back, and there's stuff that I like, yeah. forget that we said. And I'm like, that yeah. was pretty freaking funny. Oh, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I don't mind listening back to our podcast, but I kind of have a weird thing where if I'm going to do it, I kind of like to be by myself. I feel mm-hmm. I feel a well, little... Well, because it's rude uh, to masturbate to your own voice in front right, of someone else. Right, right. Uh, it needs to be done in shame, like all things. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, there, there, I feel some type of... Uh, I don't know if pompous is the right word, but I feel a little bit weird being like, hey, let's put on this uh, me talking for two hours. Yeah, I definitely would not be the one to like suggest like, hey, group, let's listen to this. But, you know, if she's already listening and I walk in and I'm like, ah. You're not really embarrassed by it or anything? No, not at this point. I think at first I'd be like, that's weird. Don't do that. But. Yeah. Well, at first it kind of felt that way about anyone listening, but yeah. I'm so glad that people listen. Anyway, welcome to the show this week. Glad to be here. I'm Zach, and my uncle Lucius uh, never took me to play in the laundry room, but if he wanted to, I don't know, give me a call. <laughs> uh, and I'm Steven, and cornhole, cornhole, <laughs> You can't just cornhole. throw words like that around. <laughs> how's, your, how's your week been? It's been good. I'm... I had, like, I, I told you the week before, last mm-hmm. week, like, a super busy week that, like, really took a lot out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but last week, I it was still busy, but not quite as busy. And this week is still, like, really busy. But it's, like, I'm getting more used to the busy that I sure. am now at work. Because I, um, Productive. for anyone not caught up to date with what's going on, I'm teaching a lot, which I'm very grateful for. But I also am practicing with Danny for, like, our competition stuff. Um, and a routine that we have this Sunday, and uh, also practicing with uh, my other partner, Angelina, for stuff, too, and then coming up with routines for my students, stuff like that. It's just a, it's a, a lot of dancing. Gig. Yeah, sure. it is. But what a cool thing to have as your job. Do you Do you have moments where you feel that way, or is it kind of to the point where, you know, it's just the bump and grind of the work at this point, or are you like... I'm getting paid to dance and to, like, teach it's people still, to dance. Every time that I, like, would get to have that, like, this is, like, a lot. Like, do I really, like, and I'm, like, wait, I'm literally making money to, like, dance and bring people so much, like, joy yeah. every day. Because nobody's sure ever, like, joy. upset when they're dancing. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We were in show choir together in high school. I think, yes, people that definitely people can definitely be upset, can when be upset while dancing. <laughs> Um, speaking of show choir, I okay. realized that show choir, I think, um, has really prepared me to have such an appreciation for two shows I've been watching a lot lately. Okay. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I RuPaul's know, Drag Race is one of them. Yeah. I had never really watched it, but it is freaking hilarious. I watched, um, for those who are big Drag Race fans, I watched season four of All Stars, which was great. And now I'm watching season 11 overall. I watched a little bit of season six, but the quality of the queens on the show has definitely gone up in the later years. So I've never watched it. I know it's such a big obsession. It, mm-hmm. And and you definitely are someone who 
is slightly akin to be appreciative of that type yeah. of thing, but also aren't exactly in the key demographic for that type of thing. So it's you think true. it's something I should pop on? That I, I think enjoy? you'd enjoy it. I do like elimination-based reality shows. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because of that and the way the eliminations work, um, so basically the bottom two for the week, um, it's not like whoever the worst goes home. They then have like a lip-sync battle mm-hmm. against each other and whoever loses that goes home so someone could be in the bottom every week but if they're great at lip syncing and performing they could get out of it every week that's kind exactly. of what the glee project was like did you ever watch the glee i never project? watched the glee project it was like they all of it took place on like the choir room set or whatever and there were like 12 kids or whatever and they'd have to make a music video each week and oh, wow. then the like producers of glee and like one of the cast members from glee would be there to like coach them while they did mm-hmm. it and then like some producers or judges or stuff would pick two of them that then had to go perform a song on a stage for Ryan Murphy and wow. Ryan would pick which one stays and which one goes and it was always like it was so cheesy it was always like they'd post like the cast list type thing and you'd see if you were on it or not that's so and shitty and there'd be a once someone got when someone got voted off they got to sing keep holding on as they all of them did as they like left the the set and like the rest of them sang around them it was it was time. <laughs> if I wow. enjoyed the Glee Project, I'm sure I wouldn't. I'm sure you'll <laughs> love RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's uh, pause but for a second. Just, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I just watched the episode that Joel McHale was on. Right. Our uh, friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show, Joel McHale, was a guest judge on Drag Race. And it was really funny because um, it was like an acting challenge. And uh, it was it was a funny one. But he kept like really loudly like reacting to what they were doing because they have like a basically a, a catwalk portion of every episode where they like because okay. they most of them make their own outfits too like hand sew them all so there's some pretty cool stuff but they uh like do like their walk or whatever and the judges commentate on their outfits there's always a theme during it and he was like yelling a lot of stuff like woo and yeah like the whole time and the judge that he was sitting next to was getting so pissed that's and funny she hated it but because of that he like kept doing it and it was really really funny i love it was joel like McHale. classic joel McHale, like being an asshole but in the most charming funny way it was he's great. just so funny i think he's yeah. such a funny guy that's awesome mm-hmm while we're still at the top of the show, I do want to shout out the people that help bring us this show on a weekly basis. That is, of course, first, our community, Papa, uh, the people on over at Communities on Twitter. Without them, we wouldn't have been here for a year, I don't think. And without them, a lot of you probably would have never found us. So we're thankful for our daddy for uh, for giving us this gift. I, I don't have any euphemisms for daddy this week. Do you got anything? Do you have anything weird in your pocket? You know... Today we got to play with our daddy for a while. And, and it was nice because for once our daddy played with us too. Yeah, right? We, it was. And you know, when our daddy plays with us, I just get the best feeling. You know, I just, I, it just sends tingles throughout my body when daddy plays with me. And I'm so thankful that daddy came over to play with us today. <laughs> Thanks for think, setting me up for that. Thank you. I think, yeah, that, that sums it up. That was great. Um, <laughs> they, they say, you know, when you land a plane, you should bring it down softly like you're kissing your sister. But I'm but going here... <laughs> like 100 miles per hour. <laughs> like Just you're like kissing my your heart daddy. When daddy plays with me. <laughs> Thanks, at communities on Twitter. We always joke, but it's because it really does mean the world to us. <laughs> you give us and how many times oh, are we gonna do this before he just stops listening and promoting the show altogether? 
Well, I don't know. It's got to be coming because whenever he gets a chance, he's like, will you please stop? And I, I think what he needs to know is that as long as that the, is the energy that he's going to give off, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> if he so hadn't bad. done that, we probably would have forgotten about it by now. I want but we're going to be doing know. it not just on this podcast, but every post podcast <laughs> after this, whether it's about community or not. What's great is that like there hasn't been a single moment or conversation where Zach and I were like, are we going too far with this? Like, no, it has not come up. We we're we both conversations in. about this shit. Yeah, it <laughs> is what it is. And it, it's the train is. Yeah, we're not kissing any sisters with the speed of our podcast. No, is that what you said? You got to glide yeah. it like you're kissing your sister. No, no, we're we're. We're going like we're playing with Papa. And and likewise, we'd like to thank our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. One of our patrons played with us today and it sent tingles down my spine just as well. The people who uh, are $10 and up patrons get a shout out every week. If you'd like to be one, you can go check that out. And those people are Justin Brummett, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and Danny M. Lugo. We really appreciate all of you. You're beautiful people. And we would love to add your name to that list, wouldn't we? I would love to just jot some more names down on the napkin that I keep all my notes for this yeah. show on. Those four names will never leave my memory. You know, it's going to be like on my tombstone. It'll be like <laughs> Zachary Pruitt because because they, they paid for it on Patreon. If you're a certain <gasps> tier. Yeah, when Zach dies, we're going to have tier. a new Patreon tier where you, you can get, get your, your name, name <laughs> on, our on my tombstone. Zachary Pruitt, <laughs> 1997 to, I don't know, let's say 2025, oh, uh, optimistically. Uh, Brian, Brian Thurman, Mary <laughs> Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Brummett. And your name, too. And your name, too. <laughs> that and many other fun things over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We do the live pre-show podcast. You can't disappoint pre-show there every week where uh, this week we, we played with our daddy. And if you want to see us play with our daddy, all of the previous episodes of You Can't Disappoint Pre-Show are up on the Patreon, both in video and audio form. And we have a lot of fun there every week, just like we have fun here every week. So go check those out. We've also got side podcasts like Nerdstalgia. There's a bunch of episodes of that and more coming all the time. And yeah, it's just just good times. Uh, Steve and I are talking a little bit about maybe doing some side movie review or TV review podcast mm-hmm. over there. Uh, it will will definitely make it worth your while. You can't hear that audio, listeners, but I just winked at you. I like to I like to think that they could feel it. Mm. So thanks for the support, and you know, thank you for supporting us just by listening. If you people weren't listening to this show, we wouldn't still be doing it. So if you can't become a patron, obviously we understand. Thank you for listening. Keep listening every week, and we'll always true. strive to make this free show like the cream of the crop. You know, it's always going to be the best of the best. But yeah, if you like our us, crops hang out are real one. creamy, especially after that play date with Daddy. Like a can of corn. Let's move over to community unless there's anything else you want to discuss. You said two things you were watching. Was there something other than Dragon? Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of Dance Bombs, too. I don't know if I can turn my key on watching something like that. I don't like think that. you'd like that. But I understand how it could be compelling, sure. Mm-hmm. I think it would just make me sad for the kids. Oh, yeah. It's awful for them. They have such a terrible time. And none of them <laughs> dance anymore except for um, Maddie Ziegler, the one who's in the Sia stuff. Yeah. And uh, Jojo Siwa, she's a multimillionaire. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know that's where she got her start. I didn't either until huh. a YouTube meme video sure. showed me. And I was like, wow, she looks kind of funny on the show. And then so I started watching her season with Danny because Danny's seen all of it a couple times, I think. 
So we were watching it. And Jojo Siwa, she now she talks a little too much, and her mom is a nightmare. But she's a she's a talented little somebody. Well, yeah, I, I she's a great I performer. Never that she just seems like she's got this energy that's not yeah. exactly my cup of tea. But I can see that there's talent, and I can see why she's a star and a big character. Yeah, and she said it. She's like, "I'm a star. I'm I'm gonna be a star." And the and dance lady was like, is. "You are nothing. You're not a clean dancer." Blah blah blah. And I so I checked the net worth of three people. I checked Abby Lee Miller, who was like the the mean lady. Yeah. On the show, she's worth about two million dollars. Okay. Then I checked Maddie Ziegler, the one who was the best dancer in the group always, and uh, was like the star for her. And now is with all the Sia stuff and was a judge yeah. on So You Can Dance Kids. She's worth about $5 million, Pretty solid. And then I searched JoJo Siwa's is net it, worth. Let me get, is it like over $10 million? Yeah. Significantly over? Let me say, uh, so like $12 million. I, I'll guess $12 million. $14 million. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was like, damn, she sure is the star. And the, uh, and a though- New York Times bestselling author. <laughs> Even though there are some memes around the way that she acts and mm-hmm. now she's wearing like the super gay shirts and stuff like that, yeah. but she's breaking boundaries. She's a Nickelodeon star and mm-hmm. she's openly gay and she is, uh, yeah, I think she's a great role model for kids yeah, these days. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So shout out to, JoJo, come on the show, come let's the talk show. about it. Come on the show, let's talk about it. I think that you got million, You can spare a couple <laughs> you bucks. Can, You're not yeah. going to have trouble affording college. I really hope that like somebody like that like becomes a patron so that we can read out jojo siwa i'm gonna get an email today jojo siwa has become a five dollar patron first thought it'll be five (laughs) dollars oh man that's funny uh i'm really excited in the media world because there was an announcement on instagram uh yesterday that for the first time since i was a a senior in high school or a freshman in college when it would have come out uh that bo burnham's doing a new special oh shit and i'm so excited for that and it's like apparently done and it was filmed entirely by himself without an audience from his room and it's it's called inside it's like mm. Bo Burnham inside, and he posted a little, a little like teaser for it. Did you watch it? Do you watch his specials? Have you? Yeah, watched? I've seen. So, uh, Make Happy was the most recent one. I've seen that one, and what was the first one called? So what or something like well, that. Well, there's a couple what? before that, but the other like Netflix uh, kind of new Bo Burnham type stuff was what. And what was before that? Then he was doing like Comedy Central type stuff. He did YouTube videos. He he had like a stand up special called Words Words Words, and he had a song that was called that. Which one was I like Oreos and that's Puss. that's what that's what I liked that yeah. one. Uh, the, is that the, also the one with the sad song about the I met a homeless man, homeless man named, named Rich. Je- Rain Rich. He wasn't. Yeah. Is that from yeah, what? That, it has that one has a really good song about like from the perspective of God. Yeah, uh, I really like. Did we watch it together? Is yeah, that possible. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but Make Happy, his last special, like, ended with him after getting off stage, like, sitting at a piano backstage mm-hmm. and then, like, going outside a door and was kind of, like, artful. And then this new trailer for his new special, it was, like, footage of that. And then it cut to, like, him with just, like, a little bit of light shining on his eyes. And he had this, like, he looked like Tom Hanks in Castaway or something. He has wow. like, this beard and he looks, like, really ratty. And uh, so he's become a film director recently. He directed a film called Eighth Grade that he wrote, mm-hmm. and it was an incredible movie. I didn't know if we'd be getting any more uh, comedy-type stuff or music from Bo Burnham, yeah. and man, am I excited for it. Yeah, he's he's really funny. I Super talented. Yeah, I didn't... I liked Make Happy, 
But yeah, I, I like the other one a little what better. What is incredible? Yeah, but Make Happy is like a big Make Happy's plus. Really I, good, and I'm a little uh, biased towards it because I got to see it live. I forgot um, that my senior year of high school, I saw Make Happy live, and it was a little bit different from the version that ended up in the show. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly the same material. And then after the show, he played like a couple of his other songs that people knew, oh, that's and that was cool. really fun. And it was a really cool thing where I didn't think I was going to be able to go. And then I got tickets like the day before. Mm-hmm. And it was in like at the – so in Indiana, there's a place called the Marat to people who don't know places. Mm-hmm. And it's like this huge uh, indoor concert venue, theater venue. And upstairs they have a, a ballroom that still seats a lot of people, but it's at, like a level floor and a little more mm-hmm. intimate seating. And our seats were literally in the back row. And we had to stand up to even be able to see him. And uh, it was really, really fun. It was really cool. That's so cool. I'm excited to see him do something else. But yeah, Make Happy is definitely a B plus when when what is like at least an A minus. Mm-hmm. Both good though. Yeah, both good. Let's let's go into Community. Another thing that's almost always an A minus. We're talking about season two, episode twenty, competitive wine tasting. It's crazy that after this we only have four more episodes. So there's two episodes and then the paintball finale for two weeks. Whoop 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 whoop. Yeah, this one was directed by Joe Russo, who uh, we know, we love him. He directed, or sorry, yeah, he directed 21 episodes over the course of the series, which is insane. It was written by Emily Cutler, who sadly, this is her last writing credit. And she really? had some really good writing credits, and mm-hmm. women writers and directors never quite get their due on community. Uh, she co-wrote Contemporary American Poultry, and then she also wrote Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. Accounting for Lawyers and Asian Population Studies. This is her last one. And it originally aired on April 14th, 2011. And there you have it. It was an episode of Community. I'm excited to dive into it. Let's do some trivia. Trivia! All right, trivia. I am almost positive that I have more questions than you this week because I have six Oh, you beat me by one. I have five. I don't know why, but I kept thinking like I I got like a fourth one. And I was like, okay, that's good. I'll just watch the rest of the episode. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to add that. No, I yeah. want to add that too. So I'll give you two to start it off. Greendale can afford to add all sorts of exciting extracurriculars if enough students sign up to learn what? Oh, um, this is during the, the speaker so- announcement beginning. Yes, great job. Okay, I, I thought we had the same question. We have a different question. So. Okay, cool. I'll throw it out quickly. Uh, what are Troy's two actor names? Oh, f- one of them is just David. Yes. And the other one was... I don't remember it. It was funny. Yeah, it was Trevor St. McGoodbody. Trevor St. McGoodbody. I couldn't remember what the first thing was, and then I couldn't remember anything after it either. All right, uh, throw one to me. Okay, how much does the Dean's PA announcement class cost? Uh, $10 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Why does Jeff tell Annie not to preach at him about romance? She's 12? No. It's something that Jeff did that he brags about. Oh, he had a threesome in a hot air balloon. There Thank you go. You. I kind of tried to ha- yeah. I kind of kind of had to help you, but that was you good. Did. All right, give uh, me another one. Um, what homework assignment did Professor Garrity give his acting class? Uh, drink a glass of cognac in the bath? Is that what yes. it is? <laughs> okay, what will Pierce's soon-to-be bride's mother bring to the wedding? Traditional, it's the kind of soup. It was... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shark fin soup. You got it, buddy. Boom. All right. Okay, here we go. This is the one that is akin to your question. If okay. enough people 
Sign up for Hopscotch. Yeah. What classes could Greendale afford to offer? Yeah, I didn't pay as close of attention to the list because that was almost going to be my mm-hmm. question. And then I liked the line at the end. What was it going to be? Oh, I'm, I don't think I'm going to try. I don't think I can what do this a, one. Okay, it's horseback riding. Okay. Water skiing. Okay. And you remember the last one? No. Fencing. And I liked the way that they set up that joke because you were kind, there were a couple jokes in that that I yeah. liked how they set up because you were kind of like, oh, it's actually good ones. And then it wasn't. You can just get hopscotch, which is, which is incredible. Yeah. My next question for you, what was Gordy Giddyup Galligan's job on Who's the Boss? Oh, I hate this cancels out one of my questions for you, but he was, was the season it, three his caterer. Name? Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask what, his, what the nickname was, um, but he was a season three caterer of Who's the Boss. Yes. Do you have any more questions then? I do. Um, who does Abed's professor trace Tony Michelli's genealogy back to? Is it to Angela? No. No, I don't know. Caesar. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I missed that part of the line. Uh, I have one last question for you. All right. What did Britta's ex Pablo get arrested for? Mm. And he was uh, hard to understand because of all the paint thinner. But it was right before that. What did he get arrested for? Some kind of fraud or like some sort of like lying thing. What was it? He was, It's a really ridiculous one. He was forging church relics. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> but what I took from that, I was like, oh, she was lied to. Well, that was a this, fun this. round of trivia. Let's move on. What do we have sent into us this uh, Let week? me check my mailbox. The one I can show on TV. Ha, 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 ha. Are you talking about your plot plop? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somehow I knew. All right. This is a, an email from our proud, proud to be our father. Um, I don't know if he's going to be proud after we talked about him playing with us for like five minutes. But <laughs> that went on a while. Somehow I feel like we've said worse and that we say worse each time. I don't know. Right. Um. Okay. Hi, guys. Competitive wine tasting is Emily Cutler's last episode. She's permanently awesome for writing Modern Warfare. Absolutely. And despite the A story not being on anyone's favorites list, the sure. Who's the Boss gave us the story by Stephen Tobolowski of how he had open heart surgery the month before, and the community casting crew rewrote the script so he could sit more and move less. Even Chevy checked on him and hugged him. With incredible. Nearly... That's really incredible. I... Yeah. Is he going to talk more about it? Finish his story first. Mm-hmm. Um, with nearly everyone else having incredibly long days on set, it was nice to hear that the show could, what the show could do for someone who needed it. We also get the my emotions gif of Troy lying about being abused by his uncle to have something to say in acting class. Well, cool. Cool stuff. Um, he says his MVP is Emily Cutler who helped make that work for Toblowski. Okay. Solid MVP playing a little uh, fast and loose with the rules. Mm hmm. Yeah. He he's like I gave birth to you. You came from my I loins. don't think he's ever willingly said that, but okay. <laughs> no. He well he um, did. Trivia. Okay. What is the name of the class taught by Tablowski? Mm, was it just the same title as his book? Because who, the book was Who Indeed, who indeed. an analysis of who's the boss. I think that's exactly sh- what it was. Okay, cool. Um Two, what special ingredient is in the Red Dragon wipes? I can't tell you that one. Rice, I think. Okay. I actually think it is rice, something to do with rice. 
It's a um, racist, but okay. What what does Troy have an irrational fear of? What does Troy have an irrational fear of? I missed this one. I didn't see. I can hear the line in my head, but I don't think I have it either. I thought we were doing good on trivia this week. Guess not. Okay. Did you give us answers? Um, have a great one, guys. Communities, Matt, not their father. Um, we'll cut that. Uh, yes, he did. The first I think one... we can edit that to make it say their father. Yeah. Yes, we can. Um, answers. Who indeed? A critical analysis of who's the boss. Nice. That nice. um, was what the class was. Special ingredient was rice extract. So it was something to do with rice. Racist. Um, and then what does Troy have an irrational fear of? Automatic toilets. That's funny. I did miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What was your funniest favorite? No, no, you don't get out of it that easy. You know that that's not what time it is. Steven, you think you, you that just because we're playing nice this week that that I haven't forgotten the the service that you <laughs> owe our community. Okay. It's been a couple weeks and you, it's not like you did great at it when you were in practice <laughs> of doing it every week. Uh, of course, the, the task at hand is that you have to describe everything of note that happened in this episode of Community in in 20 seconds or less. And and the thing is, this episode, even though it's not super uh, uh, deep, there's a lot going on. There's several storylines. There's yeah. a lot to go through. How do you feel? Not confident, Zach. All right, well then let's go right off of that energy and we're going to find out as a <laughs> as as a as a as a global community did Steven, Steven watch the episode Watch the episode this week. This I week. That. I hate that. You know I hate it. <laughs> and that's why you keep doing it. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I have got my my timer set. Are you ready? Uh, ready as you can be. Are you are you prepared to begin? Yep. Were you just doing some, like, Lamaze <laughs> breathing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to count you down. It is three, two, one, go. It's time to sign up for your extracurricular classes, but all the good ones are taken. So Troy and Britter are in an acting class, um, and everyone else is in other classes. Abed is in one about who's the boss. Who is the boss? It's Angela. He, he teaches the class and teaches them. Uh, Troy lies about his butthole getting touched. Jeff and Pierce go to wine tasting, and Pierce gets with this Asian girl. She really has a rice com- I know, white company that's uh, against Stop. Pierce's. You almost did pretty well. I almost did. <laughs> I'm gonna give and you. And then I a, said a rice company. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a few extra points because I didn't even put together until you just mentioned it that the PA announcements in the beginning were setting up the whole thing of the whole episode that everyone was taking these extracurricular classes. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of it. You didn't get the Abed like drives the teacher insane. That would have yeah. been nice to hear. Uh, you didn't get. I don't think you mentioned that Troy and Britta were in an acting class. I, I think did. You just said everyone else took different classes. And then I said Troy and Britta are in an acting class. Okay. That's what I said first. Okay. Okay. Then yeah. scratch that. I think uh, then you didn't say anything about Pierce and the woman getting married or potentially getting married. I don't think you. I you said Pierce. Meets, I don't think I mentioned the wedding. Yeah. I think you kind of rushed as at the end to try to get that plot. And that was mm-hmm. like a big part of the episode. I think it's a B minus for me this week. B minus? Yeah. I got that she worked for a goddamn rival wipe company. <laughs> okay, okay b but that's as high as i'm going okay 
You'll but, listen back to this one. You'll be like, you know what? That was no. But let the record that show that in my heart it was a B minus. <laughs> Steven's just a little bitch. You you were totally <laughs> the stuck up girl in school who was like A minus. <laughs> I stayed up till three a.m. writing that report on great expectations. <laughs> Nobody cares. If I stayed up till three a.m. writing a f- report in high school, first of all, kill me because I'm not myself, and second of all, and then they gave me a B minus on it, I would have swung. What was your favorite funny moment this week? Um, okay. The moment I laughed the hardest at, which maybe wasn't the funniest in the whole show, but it, I, like, laughed out loud pretty hard by my damn okay. self the first okay. time I watched this one. Uh, it was at dinner after Pierce does the cornhole cornhole thing, uh-huh. and Britta just yells, Troy was molested, and Someone the way he cool. looks at her, <laughs> and then Annie and Abed are like, oh, no, and then, <laughs> then Chang's like, cool. Was it Chang that said cool? I couldn't tell It was tell Chang, it was. yeah. That's a good one. Mine was uh, during acting class when they're all talking about their trauma and Garrett tells his story. <laughs> and Garrett, he's like, yes, young adult life can lead to a lot of adult traumas. And he was like, that was yesterday or that was this morning. <laughs> that was this morning. I thought that was a really funny that moment. Uh, Garrett got very little, but he got uh, a couple good pieces of material yeah. in this episode. And speaking of the episode, what did you think of it? I thought it was funny. I liked it. I think it was a good episode. I think it was, for me, I think it was kind of uh, close, but half cigar, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it, it, it was, it was kind of fine. It felt season one. It almost felt like kind of a repeat of basic genealogy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to say right off the top that I don't like that much the focus of faking sexual assault on Troy's storyline. Yeah. And I I just don't think that's something that's very funny. Sure, it's funny to the way that that, that Donald reads the lines and the yeah, reactions. But, but the actual story itself is not funny. They could have done so much more and so much different and so much I don't know, better with different things about Troy and Britta being in a in an acting class mm-hmm. together. Uh, I, I I wasn't about that. That it, now that I'm a little bit older, seeing jokes like that, it, it's really hard for me to give that a pass. So yeah. that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Uh, but it was a pretty funny episode. I think I do prefer the storyline here of Pierce's quote unquote love interest. I think I like it more than the daughter thing that was going on in basic yeah. genealogy with Pierce. Uh, I don't know. Let's let's dig into it. I don't think it, it's bad by any means i i I don't know it kind of left me quite a few things made me laugh but there are a couple of things and as we get closer to the end there are a couple of things that kind of uh made me scratch my head a little bit let's dig Mm -hmm. into it and 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 see this is probably my favorite dean announcement gag yet wow this This one's tough for me and mr winter but that's a good one. There are several jokes in this. It kind of goes on for a second, and there are several jokes in it that's, that stick out to me. The first being the, we can afford to offer all these cool extracurriculars if enough people pay to learn hopscotch. <laughs> that Very I want to almost dig deeper into the thought process behind that. Was the So they need money to have like the equipment for all those things, and right now is just the only thing they could afford was hopscotch because Which you don't need chalk. any equipment for <laughs> yeah. chalk. Is that what it is? Well, and, and that that what that tells you like for it. yeah, on a deeper level about Greendale's, they have all these joke classes, but it's brilliant because they get people to pay for the joke classes. Yes. right. They can have money so they can be a real college like the dean wants. Yes, 
Uh, then it's interrupted for a second by another really funny joke in this with Annie taking a, a class on jokes, but she uh, dropped it after the lesson on setups, and then she sets up a joke, and everyone gives her an opportunity to punchline, and she doesn't because she didn't take that part of the class. Yeah, that was really funny. And she's so um, unaware. That's a funny moment. The way that she kind of just looks back to her book is a funny Allison moment. Yeah. I also, I didn't notice it until just right now, but Shirley's kind of resting her hand on her belly because she's pregnant. Yep. They're just like, don't forget, we did that. Yeah, because we're getting close to the conclusion of that storyline. Mm-hmm. And we learned here something a little bit telling about Pierce, that he lost his virginity to a prostitute that mm-hmm. was encouraged by his father. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you know that that's how Russell Brand lost his virginity? Yikes. His father took him on like a trip to another country and bought him a prostitute. Just pick one. They all cost the same. Mm. We get the mention here. They're all discussing which extra classes they should take. And uh, uh, Britta mentions that she and Troy are taking acting, which is both nice because it feels like a return to uh, interpretive dance and it's Mm -hmm. nice to see that dynamic again. But it also feels a little bit too close to the community writers saying, well, interpretive dance was kind of cool to pair up those characters. Let's have them do something that's pretty close to it, right? It is pretty similar. And they kind of try and cover for it by saying that the, like their dance teacher suggested it. Right. But it's definitely just kind of the same thing again but i'm I'm okay with it because i love it's a good pairing yeah you know how much i love the troy and britta matchup so i'm here we know we all know uh we also get a mention i don't know if they've mentioned it before i think they've mentioned that greendale has a foosball table they like bragged why why greendale's Mm -hmm. better than other colleges because they have a foosball table or that's in like their brochure yeah they're they're like foosball table but this might be the first time it's been mentioned that foosball is a class yeah at greendale i think and so. that's a that's an episode later uh, about about foosball class a really good one that'll be a fun one to cover with you because that's the episode where there's a cutaway to like an anime style foosball battle between jeff and shirley do you remember nice. that at all is that there's like a five? fully animated it's in season three season three wow it's like a fully animated uh like anime uh foosball battle that's between amazing jeff and shirley it'll be fun for you to i will give I my know. like scathing anime analysis yeah because i i judge anime as like too. a like a prick like you know how you're making fun of me about how i drink like really nice like scotch and how i do it i'm yeah but you bring it, it up anime. you bring it up way more than i do well it, you're very much like a little kid that like you know you got something that bugs me so you have to hold it over my head all the time i do like hey you know that thing that i hate I'm like yes i f- you. <laughs> why do you remind me of it abed talks about sometimes getting- you remind me sometimes uh, <laughs> somehow this is how you remind me oh who I really am. Abed talks about how people should get on wait lists for classes that they want to take but but might not be able to get into because he's been dying to get in this class that's tailor-made for Abed, who indeed a critical analysis of television, <laughs> who the bo- who's the boss, and he finally gets in. Have you ever watched an episode of Who's the Boss? Nope. Me either. I really like Judith Light. She's the mother on Transparent, and I like mm. her very much in that I like Tony Danza's name, and I like Alyssa Milano in Charmed, so I'd probably enjoy it enough. I have never seen it. Uh, Lil has watched it, and uh, like whenever we've watched this episode or talked about this episode of Community, how there's a whole subplot about like who's the boss and who's the boss. Lily is like Abed, and is always like it's Angela. 
That's apparently funny. it's very obvious. Apparently, like Angela is like the boss of like the business in in the show. The the boss of Tony Danza, like she's just like the boss. So so I wonder why they why this uh, why it was a question. Yeah, or is that kind of the point? I don't know. I don't know, but I do Who like the, the storyline. It's pretty funny, and it's it's literally the perfect storyline to write for Abed's character. Yeah. It is. I really like the bit where Abed's like, the professor is the author of this book, and Jeff feigns interest. Like, oh, we got him? <laughs> that I was, was like, funny. yeah, I know, because he can't read it. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Uh, Jeff mentions that he's taking uh, uh, Italian wine tasting and how how he's excited for that. It, it sounds like a great blow-off class, but unfortunately, Pierce is taking the same class, so Jeff's going to be stuck with him. Uh, a little complaint that I have with this episode is how very, very little competitive wine tasting has anything to do with this episode. Yeah, I I have yeah. a couple things about the competitive wine tasting. First of all, interesting green dough class because if it's actually nice wine, that's expensive. I'm sure it's yeah, not. Yeah, you're right. But also, that's like a hard-ass class because I drink wine sometimes, and I couldn't tell you too much about them. Like, I can't be like, hmm... You know, that cow got through an onion patch or something like yeah. that. You know, that's what? not me. Cow? Yeah, you don't You're... drink cow wine? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the grapes were stomped on by an actual cow. <laughs> Is that like a Chicago thing? Uh, no, Wisconsin. but I do feel a little bit when I worked at Starbucks, we had to be like taught the right way to drink coffee. Mm. Do you have to like? And is like, it similar to the 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 like whiskey thing where you have to like breathe it in and like let one drop roll around your dick or something? No, but I did prefer to do that. With coffee. <laughs> I still do. No, it, it was a you're supposed to smell it first, and you can kind of smell how it tastes and kind mm-hmm. of like like uh pick up on some of the notes that we learned about different notes and flavors to look for in 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 I almost said wines in coffee and like which types of coffee have different types of things, and we you smell it you um you're supposed to just like let like a little drop of it on your tongue kind like just try a tiny tiny bit of it to kind of taste it and i don't know i don't it's i haven't worked at starbucks in a year i don't really remember but i do feel like i can more uh, why am i rambling about this i i i do like that i can more appreciate the the good and bad in a cup of coffee when i drink a cup of coffee I feel like that would help you out in like wine tasting. Yeah, and the, in whiskey I was tasting. Thinking, I just need someone to explain to me like this is what you look for or these are the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A red. And Jeff is just not looking forward to being stuck with Pierce in this class. And this also kind of feels like a little bit of a uh, a repeat of uh, another episode too. Kind of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The the Pierce and and Jeff, Jeff storyline. Yeah. It almost reminds me of the STD fair episode mm-hmm. with Doreen and, and competing over who could get a date. Uh, I do like Troy's bit of let me look up what it what uh, laughing in French is or something like that. Yeah, and then he's like it's or he's in, a wine in Italian. It's like, like ha ha. That was a good bit. We get a joke in this episode that is uh, uh, they circle back around to it and and re-reference mm-hmm. it in season four, season four where we learn about the special gym in in pierce's mansion which i guess you would have watched that episode not that long ago because yeah. it's one of the halloween episodes that we did mm-hmm. with kevin lanigan correct we don't discuss the special gym though <laughs> to keep it to himself Oh, and then this is where the PA bit even cements itself further as being one of my favorites. The mm-hmm. it's another joke that they 
kind of give you the punchline before you get it because it's a different voice and you're like, yeah. who's this guy? Why is he talking? And and he just gives an announcement and it stops. So you're like, okay, what was the bit? But then we learn not only is it for the dean's PA announcements class that he teaches, you also have to pay for it. It's something he's doing <laughs> as a side hustle to make some money. I think that's so a really funny. funny bit that I had totally forgotten about. And then we get the theme song, Hard to Be in a Bad Mood with this cootie catcher. Right? It was uh, weird before we did our Darson interview. Yeah. Um, Darsan. Yeah, sorry, Darsan interview. I was friend saying of the show, it funny. Darsan Solomon. And then, yeah, friend of the show, friend of a friend's. Um, but I watched an episode with no Pierce, and there was no Pierce in the cootie catcher, and I was like, oh. Which episodes did you watch from season six? I didn't watch any season six. You watched the season season five five one? Mm -hmm. In season six, the cootie catcher is even different because they've also lost Donald and Yvette. So instead of shortening it, there are a couple more like filler flaps where instead of showing Mm. someone's name, it just shows a couple of images. There's like three empty images. I feel like I vaguely remember that from when I was watching season six. Yeah. And it's a little sad, but I'm also glad that they kept the whole theme song and didn't show it because of it. But they totally could have added, like, Keith David and Padgett Brewster to it. But it Mm -hmm. might have something to do with uh, having to pay people as series regulars versus having to pay people as guest stars. I think all those people were still guest stars. That makes sense. They had that Yahoo money, though. So here we get that they're at the wine class. And, man, this does look great. And you're right. It looks so expensive. They've got some nice shark coochie board type stuff to eat. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they've got the, these little breadsticks and some olives. and I love, like, hard breadsticks like that. cheeses. Yeah. Speaking it's like a pretzel of, but not so brown. Speaking of hard breadsticks, mm-hmm. uh, so we took our new kitten. We got a new kitten, by the way, for people that aren't around for the pre-show. We got a new kitten. Her name is Banana Bread. She's adorable. Uh, we took her to the vet the other uh, yesterday, and when we got home, there was a pizza and breadsticks at our door, and we didn't order pizza and breadsticks. Mysterious. And we just got back from like uh, from being away, so I thought maybe it'd been sitting there for a while, but the breadsticks and pizza was still hot. And then we looked at it, and I don't know, this might be outing myself as a shitty person, but we looked at it, and our apartment building is 1912, and mm-hmm. it was for our apartment, F, but at 1812. Ooh. And I had the, the, the I had the wrestle in my mind of like, oh, I could just like go take these people their pizza. Like, sure, they'll probably get a refund and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, I I could go give these people their pizza. But by the time I could make a decision, I was already halfway through a slice. Cool to get some free pizza. I really hope that your neighbors listen to this and they're like, "You son of a bitch! My baby couldn't eat that night because you ate yeah, our single you ate pizza, our Alfredo chicken bacon pizza, <laughs> so my newborn had to starve." <laughs> you know, I didn't have breast, breast anymore milk. after the war. She'll, she'll only accept breast milk that has a trace of Alfredo. <laughs> wow, that sounds like uh, I don't know. That's good. I like that Alfredo breast milk. Ch- Chang is I, I thought you would like that <laughs> Chang is also in the wine tasting class and this is yet another very uh noticeable version or another noticeable thing where they put Chang in an episode just to have Chang in an mm-hmm. episode there it's one of those episodes like where I don't know I forget which episode it was but where he was just reacting to what was going on I think it was uh it the was... Abed Bitches episode when he's like you just made me snarf yo when they're like uh yeah. or that might have even been the Schmitty episode that uh, was Schmitty I think but it's another episode where Chang is just here to react to stuff but there are some pretty funny Chang reactions in it I just wish they actually did stuff with Chang more often yeah 
but I, I really love the joke about the coat room where he's the just free coats. The coats. Yeah. Yeah. Pierce earlier, Jeff was kind of uh, razzing Pierce over just because he like has a lot of money in a wine cellar doesn't necessarily mean that he actually knows anything about wine. So he uh, gives Jeff a bottle of wine that has Pierce's face on it. It's a it's a Hawthorne Manor 2009 specific wine with a with an old picture of Chevy Chase on it. And Jeff makes a comment about Pierce's chin dimple. It says before (laughs) your chin dimple. Uh, uh, came in, and I have a theory about that joke. I don't think Chevy knew about that joke. You do not see Jeff say it when it cuts back to him. His mouth isn't moving. I think that's an ADR joke that they recorded and added in, and Chevy would have been pissed if he had heard it. Oh, shit. I don't, obviously, I don't have anything to prove, but I kind of thought that when we watched it, and I, I, the angles are kind of tricky, and Community does that all the time, and shows, like, Arrested Development's really notorious for having many scenes throughout its run where you can very clearly tell what you're hearing isn't what the actor is actually saying, Uh, so maybe it isn't that, but it kind of feels like it could be. That's funny. I don't know. We get the introduction of this character, and I'm so awful, I don't even really know what her name is. I think it was May, is later on they say it was her, like name that yeah. wasn't red yeah dragon. she just it's this young How attractive long? woman who kind of uh, uh bumps into them at the at the class and pierce immediately is saying stuff that that is backwards of course he calls her a, a dumpling with the pear an asian pear is that what he says mm-hmm. and jeff says that it makes him hungry which is kind of a funny bit but also a little gross yeah and they all just kind of fawn over her and, uh, you know, honestly, so this kind of becomes a thing where Jeff thinks it's a given that she would be interested in him, but it mm-hmm. ends up being that she's interested in peers and Jeff can't accept that. And and for that reason, I think almost Jeff is the one who comes off worse in this episode than Pierce does. He does. And I don't like that because Jeff's been balling pretty well lately. He has, and I think this especially is where you said it kind of feels almost like a season one episode because Jeff is like, oh, let me go. Like he says, like, I may have to let her see me nude. Like he's like. I do not like the jokes about Jeff's six speed stick and no. how Pierce's is ribbed <laughs> for pleasure. Yikes. But if if you if we were talking about ourselves, like uh, tag yourself, are you a six speed stick or are you ribbed for her pleasure with wrinkles? Um, I'm definitely this. ribbed with wrinkles. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm the. Uh, I, don't only six, room I, don't know, I don't know if I have six speeds, but there's <laughs> like one and a half. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know I'm more uh, a wrinkler, but there's only enough room for about one or two wrinkles, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to pick them out. But they're there. I, pick out a magnifying glass, and you can't miss them. One of those things that, you know, daddy helped me uh, get over my confidence issues, and he always let me know. He's like, those wrinkles are there. (laughs) Just like himself. Just like mine, says our father. (laughs) Oh, boy. I've missed this. The week off has done a lot for us, hasn't it? Look at this (laughs) rejuvenation we've We've got. We have so much more, like, daddy material. So yeah, Jeff goes right up to this woman who's just sitting and enjoying her wine, trying to take her class, and or at least it seems that she's trying to to take her class because we learn later that that's not exactly what's going on. Um, yeah, the scene is Jeff just gets thrown, he gets shot down by her instantaneously, mm-hmm. and that's kind of nice to see. It's it's yeah. nice when when a show, uh, you can, no man is just a every woman 
catch type person. You know, everyone gets gets turned down all the time, regardless of what you look like. Yeah. I like the way... I never really like when shows make jokes that someone is slow on speaking English. So Mm -hmm. some of the bits here of this character, May, I I suppose, I still don't really know her name for sure. Wu May, how long? Okay, yeah, I don't like some of the jokes, some of the easy race-based humor in this, but I do like the way that she slowly finds her way into saying, go sniff another dog's ass. Yeah, that's funny. That was a funny line delivery. But this character really has pretty much nothing to her, does she? Not really at all. Kind of and, at the end, but then not really. It's just plot-based. It's not really personality-based or acting yeah, performance-based. Yeah, and she's, like I said, she's very pretty, but they didn't give her a lot of really, like, actual lines or anything yeah. that build any sort of basis to her. She just kind yeah. of is the... She is a plot device in this episode, and Absolutely. they don't really let her be a whole lot more than that. And then Chang is behind Jeff and just had witnessed the the rejection and has a f- pork fried snap line that's not exactly one of his funniest cut to Chang reacting to something bits, right? Yeah. Jeff goes back to Pierce and tries to explain more that it was uh, his decision that, that, that he didn't end up hooking up with that girl. And Pierce just smiles and pulls it off. And then we cut away from that. That's where we, we put a bookmark in that in that plot line for a second. Boop. And we cut to the acting class. And even though I do have some problems with what this storyline goes on to mostly focus on, I do really like the idea of them being in an acting class together. And I love that it gives us an excuse to see a little bit more of Professor Garrity, but like actually as acting Professor Garrity instead of the uh, conspiracy theories, the different hats he had to put on. Yeah, I like almost everything about this plot other than, of course, like you said, the kind of pretending to have been abused thing but i think that the setup is funny i think that i like anytime we get like just troy and brit interacting uh kind of funny where troy's like oh brit is like such a drag then he sees her like take off, take her off a little bit of her clothes and checks her out and is like maybe i like this person now yeah it's a little bit <laughs> like uh, less of a drag it's a little bit masculine aggressive but uh gillian jacobs yeah <laughs> i see your your argument that maybe troy's being you know a, a not great guy but at the same time it's Jillian Jillian Jacobs is very pretty and I think that I would think she was not a drag either if we were hanging out you know you know what I'm saying you know I, you're picking up what I'm putting down President Barack Obama <laughs> uh, my fellow Americans sometimes we, I'm not going to do a Barack Obama impression right now you already ahead. did but then you just couldn't commit is what happened yeah when I'm when I'm really when I get my laurels about me all right, so after, yeah, a really gratuitous shot of Britta. Yeah, she was stretching for a while, huh? <laughs> uh, Garrity shows in the room and gets everyone to sit in a circle of trust. This is definitely a theater thing. I think the most uncomfortable situation I've ever been in. I was in this play that was pretty, it covered some pretty serious uh, material. Mm. Uh, the, the play was like there were two sets of a cast and one group were the characters when they were young and one group was like the characters when they were older. And I played a character, and this was set in like, especially the younger ones were set in like the 50s or something like mm. that. And my character was like probably gay. And there was a the, there was a storyline where like my character had been like raped by like mm. the school bullies. And it was really intense emotional play. And in the adult version, uh, my character grew up to be like a transgender woman. It was mm-hmm. a really cool play and I really enjoyed being in it. But our director 
did some made us do something really uncomfortable that I pretty much said I wasn't going to engage in. He asked us each to write like the most personal letter we could to someone we either loved or someone that we like had business with, like whatever was weighing on our heart. Mm. And then he made us it was so bad. He made us each one by one get on stage and read the letters oh, hell out no. loud. But listen, he like he's kind of a he, he's kind of a demanding uh, authoritative figure this mm-hmm. director and one person was like talking about like her friend who had wronged her and she had like written the letter about it yeah. and he was like getting in her face and being like no what did you really say what do you really think what do you really feel i was so uncomfortable yikes yeah so that was really weird and intense emotional interaction for these people and it made me super uncomfortable and that's totally what theater is like this the, the, a little bit uh do you feel it, like it it drew like stronger performances out of the people or was it just a weird thing that the guy was doing on a power trip i mean sure it probably did but i still think it might have been a little bit out of his jurisdiction to drive mm-hmm. people towards that uh i personally that one was a really fun I don't know. I've never considered myself much, much of a serious actor, but that one was like a, a serious part that I had to play. And I would like – I didn't do what he said to do, but I would always – my first scene in that play was I ran into a place like right after yeah. the, the thing had happened. And so I would always like – right before I had to go on stage – I would sit down by myself in a corner backstage for like 20 minutes and I would try to like – think myself into like what had happened mm-hmm. and that really helped wow anyway. i would really like to try some acting things sometime not that i think it's like the easiest thing in the world and everyone can do it but i think i'd i'd do okay i still occasionally daydream about writing the dramatic comedy series that we conceptualize i think together. it'd be awesome i like stand by that it was a really good idea and it would be really good i think we could still play ourselves a little bit i know we're almost getting too old we gotta but I think, you know, if we needed to, I think we totally, we look like babies. So don't yeah. Worry. I think we could totally do it. Anyway, back into this. Everyone's getting in a trust circle and they, the, Garrity wants everyone to kind of reveal things about themselves. Uh, gives a kind of a similar power trip kind of uh, mm-hmm. emotional, holier than thou speech about how, you know, giving stuff about yourself away helps you dive deeper into a character. And and this is when we get a bit that I mentioned really loving, my favorite funny moment. Uh, the first person <laughs> he goes to to like access a truth about himself and share with the group is Garrett. And he tells a story that is very, very funny. Let's start with you access and share with us a profoundly deep and painful memory. I'm on the playground. Stop taunting me. I just want to go on the swings. Good. (laughs) Early childhood is a treasure trove of pain. That happened this morning. Eric Charles Nielsen is just so... I don't know. It's almost like steps. It's like a mix between uh, Napoleon Dynamite and do you know who the old comedian from the 70s, Emo Phillips, is? I don't know Emo Phillips. He's got, you might know, have you ever seen Weird Al's movie UHF? I doubt it. Emo Phillips is this like, he's got this weird face and I'll show you a picture of him. 
This is him like a little bit Okay. Older. And he talks really weird and high-pitched and like really bizarre. Sorry to anyone if you hear any clamoring about, I've got a new baby kitten in the room with me. Sorry, but she's adorable. I'm right here. You're not my new baby kitten. You're my big baby leopard. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, he reminds me of like a real-life Carl Weezer, but like a little bit sweeter. Uh, Garrett, sure, but I'm sure Eric Charles Nielsen, the person, is plenty suave and. and oh he, yeah, it, it's kind of a hard thing. His personality is so that it would be hard to separate him from character. But I'm I'm sure there's a very distinct separation between the two. I feel like he's got to be like you remember Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter. How and he like got they, real hot all of a sudden. Yeah, I bet that the the actor that plays Garrett, whose name you know better than I do, um, Eric Charles Nielsen. Eric Charles Nielsen. Is he related to Kevin Nielsen? Is that his son? I don't know who that is. Kevin Nielsen and I doubt it. is the yeah right. I he he was on Weeds. He's been in a lot of stuff. He usually plays a bit of an asshole. I think he was a uh, Scoot Scoot McGroot. No, no, he wasn't. Never mind. On Scoot McGroot, what is that? <laughs> no, were you trying was... and failing to say Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> no, you know it's the show. It's Scoot McGoot. <laughs> okay continue i'm sorry (laughs) me continue i thought you were in the middle of saying something um (laughs) i will tell you what kevin nielsen was in please continue (laughs) everyone i said continue everyone applauds garrett's honesty and uh even though they kind of made fun of him uh when he thought it was i don't know they didn't really make fun of him but nobody really Mm -hmm. takes him seriously when he says it actually happened today and then there's some really gratuitous shots they're really like trying they're really like kind of i feel like sexualizing the way brittle looks in this episode and it's i don't like it you're correct also i'm an idiot i was thinking of kevin nealon different name Kevin Nealon, I thought you were asking, is the person, the actor that plays Garrett's son, are you asking if Kevin <laughs> Nealon is Eric Charles Nielsen's son? Because <laughs> I yeah. think there's a decent chance. <laughs> um, and yes, as much as like Teenage Me was like, nice, Britta in a tank top. Uh, adult well, I'm not me. saying that 24-year-old me isn't <laughs> like that, but now I have the knowledge of why like you know Why the actress the didn't exactly choose to write that or the no. actor didn't exactly choose to to wear that and i'm sure on television it even comes to the point of like how low they're gonna have the tops hung and mm-hmm. stuff like that is adjusted and it's not up to the actress i don't know and, and it's just because like it'd be one thing if brita were doing that all the time if that was her character yeah or if even like after she starts being in detroit that was the case but no this is just her being normal Britta and it's very much trying to like point a big arrow at her attractiveness this episode yeah and I don't think I'm, I'm sure that Gillian Jacobs didn't have a problem with having to mm-hmm. dress this way but it just seems a little gratuitous when it didn't really it doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with this episode that much other yeah. than they want to make Britta attractive so Troy becomes attracted to her it's Troy's turn to give up some truth and this is what <laughs> sets off the thing that we that we don't like that much. But it is funny. The Garrity covers his eyes so he can like mm-hmm. feel instead of thinking and forgetting about the people around him. And you know, Troy's had a pretty cushy life. He doesn't yeah. really have much to go back on as past trauma. And like he comes up with what does he say? He's like, Well, I'm the captain the of the football, football team, team in high school and everyone's like, Boo <laughs> It was hard being popular. Yeah, he doesn't have anything. He just hasn't gone through anything ever, it seems like, doesn't it? Yeah. 
What a loser. <laughs> and then I love the bit here. I almost forgot about this, how Vicky starts to talk about how she feels invisible and like no one sees her. And she's interrupted by Troy, one of the main characters who just decided <laughs> that he has something to say. And what it is, is, is not good. Uh, mm-hmm. the, that his uncle touched his no-no and, and they all gasped. I don't know. It's it's okay to laugh about stuff like this, mm-hmm. but it's not a, good to pretend like you've gone yeah. through a trauma like this. Exactly. Like something that comes to mind is it's really heavily referenced on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that yeah. Charlie has this creepy uncle that maybe sexually assaulted him and there's mm-hmm. still a weirdness between them. But it's also pretty clear on that show that Charlie's really screwed up and that that might be the reason why. Yeah. So it's not like Charlie's pretending to do it's it. Pretending or, like that happened. That's the, yeah. Yeah, they make jokes about it, but the joke isn't exactly that it happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, and everyone reacts accordingly. Everyone's really comforting of Troy. Britta's really comforting of Troy. I also don't like that this is something that spurs an attraction between Britta and Troy, isn't it? It absolutely is, and I don't love that either. It's because Britta sees him as deeper once he's able to talk about some past trauma, mm-hmm. but because it's about being molested, it it's I, weird. I, because she's like, oh, I see. Well. Yeah. It's strange. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it. And it's not good for Troy, even though it does kind of track for Troy to make up something. Mm-hmm. I just wish they could have made it literally anything else. Yeah. It could it, have been literally anything else. Like, it could have been that he witnessed a murder, or that something happened like that, or somebody died, but nope. Okay, so I want to talk for a second. Um,. So this is the great, we're now we're in the Who's the Boss class, and it's the great Steven Toblowski, who I mostly know as a side character from Glee, in which he's really funny. But mm. he's a really funny character, actor. It's really good that he was in this episode. I love seeing him yeah. show up and stuff. But apparently he went through a triple bypass surgery like about a month before recording this episode, which mm. is insane. That's heart surgery. That's got to be intense. And he's just as goofy and and like flamboyant as he usually is in things yeah and community has mentioned that the episode was rewritten so he didn't have to stand up but the first time we see him here he is standing up he's and standing around. up mm-hmm. and i kind of thought that but i always don't like to point out that my my daddy might be wrong uh <laughs> unless i have solid proof uh because you know he's got me tingling all over my spine already i don't want to i don't want to break that i don't want to ruin it yeah, once once Daddy removes his touch, it's hard to get it back. It's hard to get the feeling of ecstasy back. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and you'll spend the rest of your life turning to things like drugs and 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 street hookers for mm-hmm. for that that missing Daddy's touch. And that's actually how Zach and I found each other. We were both looking for Daddy's touch. Well, actually, on the street. we had both gotten to the point where we'd become the hookers on the street, yeah. and we met and we just kicked it off right away. And we thought, no. We could do something better with our lives. Yeah. Let's and you know that story podcast. about us in college not realizing we had the same class? It was we didn't realize we had the same... The same dad. Yeah, daddy. Oh. I thought you were going to say we didn't realize we had the same street corner. Well... Like, oh, you come here too? You come your here body? too? <laughs> well, I was aware of what you were doing on that corner, Zach. Yeah, I, I, it was awkward because at first I thought you were trying to uh, acquire services. <laughs> But it's then, like that uh, SNL skit, uh, Narc School, where all the narcotics cops got transferred to the same school, so every student is a narc. They're like, do you know where to buy drugs? And like, do that's you really funny. know? I've seen that. That's really mm-hmm. funny. Abed immediately, just like I said, Lily does. Uh, as as the who's the boss professor is is talking to the whole class. Abed immediately is like, oh, it's Angela. And it's so <laughs> it's so funny that 
this professor who seems very like a tenured professor who really a really academic person and he's driven all of his academia into this show who's the boss and he takes <laughs> it so seriously and he he calls Abed out he's obviously very like he takes notice of Abed because of course he's the star pupil of this class yeah but he explains that the answer to the question who's the boss is not quite so simple and he he asks everyone to turn to his book. Uh, so it's probably one of those things where it's vague and it's like there is no who's the boss. It's like they're all the boss or mm-hmm. everyone has someone as their boss. But yeah. Abed is someone who can look at it and be like, no, it's Angela. Like, is Angela just knows, the, like, the literal answer? The, the mom or the I, I don't know, I don't, are they have kids? Is it the wife? I don't know anything about is the show. The, is it the blonde on the cover? Yeah, that's Judith Light. And I believe she plays that's Angela. That's Angela? Okay, cool. Good for her. That's basically all you need to know, I'm sure. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. So we cut back to the study group, and Abed is reading the entire Who's the Boss book, and one day he's glued to it. And everyone's kind of talking about what's going on in their separate storylines for a second. It's nice that when an episode like this splits the study group together, that throughout the episode we cut to, like, the next study group session. And them all kind of being like... What are you getting into today? Okay, back to the other stories, right? Um, I like the Pinot Noir joke with Pierce not wanting to drink it because he thought it was French for black penis because it makes me think of oh, Titus. Titus, Pinot Who, Noir, cat cigar. Which was literally an ode to black penis. Mm-hmm. Pinot Noir. You know that Titus Burgess has a wine that's called Pinot Noir by Titus? I must buy it. I will own it. Pinot Noir. That's Cats. a good one. I still haven't seen the interactive special. It's really good, and it's super fun. I got to do it. Uh, there's kind of a vague reference to what's going on with Troy, what he admitted between him and Brito while they're in front of the entire study group. And Abed, of course, tunes right in on that. And I do like that in this episode, even though I don't like that storyline, I mm-hmm. like that all Abed has to do a little bit later is say – Hey, so what was that about? What's going on? And Troy tells him right away. Is totally upfront with him about how he lied. I do kind yeah. of like that. And I think it speaks to their friendship, which I like quite a bit. They talk about Pierce as a group and how one of these days he's going to run out of ways to shock them. And then Pierce shows up in the study room, uh, linked arm in arm and holding hands with Wu Mei and, and explains that the two of them are now getting married. And I like how Shirley's <laughs> like, well, it's not going to be today. <laughs> That's a funny way to do that. Yeah. Then there's a commercial break. And afterwards, we're right back in it. Uh, Pierce telling everyone what's going on. And Jeff is immediately feels really insecure about this. He knows mm-hmm. that something's got to be up because this is the girl that just uh, turned him down. And if if she turned Jeff down, why would he? Why would she ever be interested in Pierce? So Jeff's got to, like, fix this. But the study group, for once, they're all, like, supportive behind it. And they're all like, oh, cool, good for you guys. Yeah, they're like, we're happy this is going on. I don't know how good that is because it is really quick. You know, they probably should have checked in a little bit further than just immediately because but i don't think they don't care about pierce enough to (laughs) care okay pierce have fun or they know that it's just gonna end in a day or two probably surely doesn't get a lot in this episode but she has some lines in this scene which i like and also i just remembered you know who else was a guest judge on drag race yvette nicole brown yvette nicole brown another one of those people that just shows up everywhere yeah that's that was cool. Two community people on Drag Race. So I was really Hopefully just doing we can research get for the Yvette show. Nicole Brown on the show one day. That, that would be, be a amazing. fun conversation. 
I would yeah. love that. So yeah, Pierce and Wu Mei bonded uh, over over. I don't know that Pierce knows a lot about China. I guess not because mm-hmm. of fireworks, like Troy suggests, but because he has a factory there, and, and Hawthorne wipes are the number one towelette in Asia, which does kind of. Uh, really subtly set up the the yeah. issue for later. It makes you remember Hawthorne wives because they don't really mention it that often. Uh, are they implying that Pierce's factory in Asia is a sweatshop? Yes. Okay, just making sure. I knew it had to be. Well, and I actually was thinking because I didn't remember exactly how this episode like ended up. Yeah. And, but um, and I was thinking, oh, maybe her family like works in the sweatshop there. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting, too, but also mm-hmm. kind of racist. Yes. They leave happily in love because they, they have big plans to make for their wedding, and as they leave, Pierce puts a very light hand on her ass. Boop. Very polite. I'm sure the lady to Chevy Chase was like, don't, touch, don't, don't push like, it. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't push it. <laughs> Chevy was like, can we refilm that one? I think I messed up my line. It's funny how it always seems on Community, either there's a situation and the study group all to Jeff are like, what are we going to do? And Jeff's like, f*** it. Or Jeff is really worked up about something and he tells it to the study group and they're all like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is this time. Jeff immediately, what are we going to do? And they all talk about planning a, a bachelor party, a bachelorette party. Uh, they're all pretty on board with the romance. Pierce has been married a bunch of times. Maybe this is just another one. Whatever. Let him do his thing, right? Yeah. Jeff had a had a three way in a hot air balloon. And that sounds awful. It does sound awful. Would it have to have? I, I, I'm wondering if it was Jeff, a uh, lover, and then the person the hot uh, air balloon, the hot air balloonist, uh, yeah. be, got involved, or if it was three people and the hot air balloonist just had <laughs> the hot air balloon while they were having a threesome. On well, that's the, the thing is, I feel basket. like hot air ballooning is a pretty constant. Like you got to be paying attention. So if they were involved in the coitus, it would really you know be a danger have you ever been in a hot air balloon yes but it was tethered was it at connor prairie no connor prairie is like an interactive history park that's near where we live i've never actually been i've never been in a hot really air i don't think so uh connor prairie is fine every time i brought up the whole black people thing they got really weird and told me to stop you'd be like why aren't there any black people and they'd be like shut up it's because they or i'd be, be like <laughs> i'd be like why are there black people because <laughs> oh, y'all are not getting i've along. never been so there are black people um, like, a couple you every know, once in a while. That's a hard line to walk because on one hand, it'd be a great opportunity to show history in, in color and, 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 and show what was going on a little bit. But also it'd be probably demoralizing for a lot of black people to be asked to portray slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be a no go for a children's interactive thing if it yeah, were more right, of a children's interactive thing, thing and and the the white family that we watch them cook dinner and stuff then they're like all right now go pick our cotton and <laughs> and then they're like please buy our slave t-shirts in the souvenir room it's like at the holocaust museum like when you go and you get a card that's like somebody and then you find out at the end whether they made it or not oh my when God. you walk into connor prairie they just separate all the black kids and white kids and they're like now you're gonna have this kind of experience and you lot are going to have a very authentic 1800s Indiana And then they experience. actually make them do work. They have yeah. to like they have to like tend the grounds of, <laughs> of the interactive history park. Connor Prairie, uh, not a sponsor, but if you'd like to be, I'm sure we've totally <laughs> clear some things up. potential for that. Yeah. Connor, come on the show. Come on, Mr. Prairie. <laughs> Three-way in a hot air balloon. I, I feel like you'd be uncomfortable because of the mm-hmm. the weaved basket. 
But no, I, I have an interesting hill about three ways anyway. But you know, I'll, I'll leave that for another day. No, wh- when other day will it be? Let's hear it. Well, uh, it's when we do our "You're the Worst" podcast, and Janine from Saving the Dance is having a three way. Sure, but what's your? Do you have a problem with them or? I just think that it's a lot of pressure a three-way you gotta make two people happy but what if like you get you're left out you know i don't want to be left out i want to be in it's it's tough to split anything three ways exactly you know what i'm saying and then if it's a three-way with like your significant other than someone else like there's a lot of jealousy involved exactly i can see how some people can do it when they have select people that they're just that comfortable with they're exactly happen but i am just not one of those people Mm -mm. unless it's you me and a mirror keep it to two yeah well, well, I mean, obviously, we ha- we've we had many a three-person intercourse with you, me, well, and Lil, except yeah. it's Lil in a cage and you and I just ripping each they, other. They really play the role of the watcher on the wall yeah, more so than anything else. Someone's got to film it else. for the Patreon, and I really like the angle of it being from behind bars. Yeah, because it's like, are we in prison or are you imprisoned, you know? Yeah. It's never us. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take on his pain. Tend your own garden is a very Brita psychiatry thing that she <laughs> says to, to Troy now that she's really, uh, uh, you know, looking over Troy now that she has this information about him. And mm-hmm. Abed's right behind the two of them like, what's this going on? <laughs> Troy and Abed are about to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And now I, th- I I think it almost would have made this storyline a little bit better if they drove home that Troy was continuing the lie because it got him attention from Brita yeah. just a little bit better. Yeah, I think so. I think it only really shows after she gives him, like, a kiss later on. Yeah. There, it's kind of like, you know, they just had an embrace. Yeah. Abed asks Troy what's up, and and Troy immediately explains, and Abed pretty much tells him, that's a bad idea. Nothing mm-hmm. good's going to happen out of that. And Troy understands and has to think of a way to get out of the situation. But that's not what happens. And this is a funny quote, a funny clip. It cuts to him finding a way out of it which is him making more uh, information to the yeah. story saying that saying he's yelling in front of the acting group no uncle lucius i don't want to play in the laundry room and then there's the very beautiful <laughs> my, my emotions. emotions and the, another thing that this should have led to is that troy should have learned through this that he's a good actor yeah and that he should be in acting because he's made all this up in the my emotions and he could be the star and they do kind of change it up they kind of go that route a little bit with putting him in like the the stage play at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. but they don't really tie that knot very well yeah and i think they could have i think there's some untapped potential there where troy is obviously good at putting on a show for people yeah i think it would have been really funny to like have this even lead to like he and britta are in like a play together and britta's awful at it and he's really good maybe that would have been too close to the dancing episode though it's true yeah but i love the dancing episode i would have taken more of it we know because it has troy and britta and it has dancing and you can squint your eyes and watch yourself in it (laughs) Yeah, was that my number two or number one favorite episode of the first season? I think it might have been your number one. And yeah. I, I, I'll, you're allowed to pick whichever episodes you want, but I feel like you're wrong. It's okay. But it's a personal favorite, so of course mm-hmm. it can be your favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone leaves the class, and Troy and Britta kind of have a nice little heart-to-heart, and, and Troy makes up some more false deep stuff and there's so much darkness heart is mad at his kidneys and and this what leads to their kiss and sure 
they've had little flirty moments before, namely an interpretive dance, but they kiss mm-hmm. each other here, and that's a line being crossed that hasn't been delved into Ooh. much before this, and it ends up not having meant much. But yeah, what do you? How do you feel about this kiss? You know, man, I just want to say, I want to first of all thank God. I want to thank the writers. I want to thank uh, me. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank Jillian. I want to thank Donald. You did a great job with it. Um, that was almost like, did you see the 10. thing about uh, Daniel Kaluuya at the Oscars, how in his speech he was like, we're all alive and it's beautiful. And it, it's like <laughs> while he's talking about it, it shows his mom like being proud and crying in the audience. And then he's like, we're all here. We need to think about that. I'm here because my parents had sex. And then it cuts back to Daniel's uh, like, I believe South African mother mm-hmm. uh, and it, she goes from like the crying pride to a, like, you can see her mouth. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> it was I didn't really see funny. his speech. That's hilarious. It was really funny. It was a great speech, but that moment was very funny. Mm-hmm. So now Troy, yeah, he basically knows that he has to lie about this forever because he and Britta kissed and, I like Donald's reaction to his, like, what after Britta leaves? Because he clearly wasn't really expecting anything like that between them. Yeah. It's Britta. But yeah, Gillian Jacobs, right? Right. Right. Jeff is in the study room by himself, and he's arranged for Wu Mei to meet him there. Uh, this is him handling things to his own accord, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a great look for Jeff to be alone with this woman in the study room. and Not at all. Yeah, he's, he's trying to say that he's excited and, and and that he's supportive, but he's really just trying to milk for more information and see what's going on here. Uh, he asks questions about her parents, and the information that she gives doesn't really give him anything to go off of. Yeah, he basically is, is thinking that she is the child of two Chinese parents who are going to be like, disapproving and that she's just trying to either get his money or get yeah. like citizenship and he or something even like tries that. to dig that out by saying that he's a lawyer so he could help with anything like that but that doesn't get him anywhere either it 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 seems like uh yeah it seems like everything is is kind of above board doesn't it yeah and then she gives away that she has a family fortune which totally throws jeff through a loop he totally doesn't understand it then if it's not about her trying to get pierce's mm-hmm. money so he leaves he didn't really get anything and yeah, it's weird. Kind of creepy revealed then that Annie was uh, <laughs> looming over the two of them listening, and she kind of confronts Jeff over distrusting Pierce. I don't care a lot about this storyline. No. Not a lot to say here. It's another excuse for Jeff to be kind of a weasel, but that ends pretty quickly, and now we're back to Abed in the Who's the Boss class. He uh, he, he tackles a conversation with his professor by himself, and he says that the professor's gotten some stuff wrong. He's been watching Who's the Boss. And Abed isn't impressed by all of the connections that yeah. the professor has to the show. This is when we get the bit of there are all these photographs with him badly photoshopped in with the stars of Who's the Boss and with Gordon Giddy Up Galligan, <laughs> the, the caterer of the series, season three, which Abed knew his name or who yeah. what he was. That's pretty funny. He's got this really... Uh, in-depth chart that goes episode by episode and decides who's the boss in each episode but Abed has nailed it down to a simple answer I guess not really simple because there's like a whole equation involved Mm -hmm. Uh, but he's he's solved it's almost like a goodwill hunting kind of thing a little bit where where there's this this thing he solved this professor's life work this unsolvable equation uh, just as easily as two plus two on a chalkboard right yeah 
There was a, a Goodwill Hunting reference in this episode that I surprised I didn't yell about and mention. What was it? Because that doesn't uh, surprise me. Um, it was earlier when Troy d- says something with nothing to do with what he's talking about, and Britta's like, "It's not your fault." Oh yeah, it's not sure. Your fault. Yeah, sure. Because everything she learned about psychiatry at this point was probably from that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, same. What I said. Same. Oh, the, the, the professor says really sarcastically, like, oh, well, since you know everything, how about you teach the next class and, and show us all how you're right? And Abed's like, okay, <laughs> and walks away. It. Now we're back at the, not even at the wine tasting class. The wine tasting class had nothing to do with the episode. Nope. Now they're just, I think they might be meeting in the same location. They're at the restaurant that they From were From My Dinner with Andre. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and they're all toasting to Pierce's looming nuptials. And again, Chang is there for no real good reason. Nope. I really didn't like the Oprah line. It was not great. Uh, Wu Mei says that, uh, uh, Shirley, you're funny like Oprah. Shirley says Oprah's not a comedian. And she says, no, you're funny, comma, like Oprah. You are like Oprah. I don't like that very much. And she does like a bloated thing mm-hmm. when she says that's pretty rude yeah it is super rude and every time they do a bit like this because they've done them a couple times mm-hmm. it makes me feel really bad for yvette yeah there's no point to making that really a thing unless it's a, a an aspect of her character but it hasn't been so far no so it why hasn't do we make jokes about it yeah i think that one was low-hanging fruit and it had soured Jeff and Pierce are talking on their own, and Jeff is being kind of backwards mean, but is trying to give Pierce as much approval as he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce is just as always making everything uh, sexual. Yeah. Jeff calls him a baboon. It seems like Jeff is coming around to the situation as much as he possibly can. Yeah, I think he's a little like upset that she would pick Pierce over him, but he right. has at least accepted that that's the reality there is a little callback that's a little bit too obvious when troy says me and abed dine and dash here last week mm-hmm. maybe it was that might be an adr line added in as well maybe they realized like while they were putting the episode together troy and abed dine and dash at this place wouldn't that be like a problem if they showed yeah. up at the same restaurant so they put in a little throw a throw away mm-hmm. line it would have been kind of funny if they did a bit there where they like i think so the, ra- the waiter was like hey don't I? yeah at the bar, separate from the table, Jeff is with Chang, who's going to town on a chicken wing that we learn he brought on his own, <laughs> and that he always brings appetizers to restaurants in case the wait staff is racist. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't get it, but it's funny. Yeah. And this is the reveal. Uh, someone asked for a napkin, and Wu Mei passes one of her family's moist towelettes uh, without thinking to Jeff. Uh, as as a napkin mm-hmm. and this gives Jeff the information that he needs or I guess really Chang solves it for him doesn't he? Yeah. Hong Long her middle name means red dragon uh, uh, and red dragon is the brand of moist towelettes. Was that a question? Red mm-hmm. dragon? It was the what was in it and it's made with rice. Oh you're right. Extract. And so this makes Jeff put it all together. Uh, uh, Wu Mei uh, has all this money that she's guarding from her family because she has a rival moist towelette business from yeah. Pierce's family, and she's coming to take down Pierce's family. We've learned that Hawthorne Wipes is number one in Asia, so this is her way to to come out on top. To mm-hmm. what do you think she was going to do once they were married? Kill Pierce? No, she's going to combine the empire. Would they say? Oh, you're right. You're right. Would that have been the worst thing? No, not at all. Pierce it literally a, would not have been bad at all for Pierce. <laughs> 
Pierce gives a toast, and he he, he tries. It's not mm-hmm. that sweet. He tells everyone not to spend too much money at the bar because he has to pay for it. And very romantic, romantic stuff. He says a word. What does he say? Corn Cornhold. And Britta jumps out and saying, you can't say that because she wants to be sensitive to Troy. Mm-hmm. I don't think cornhole, I, I guess I can see how it would be a butthole word, but I don't think it should be a trigger word. I think I it's because think so. the other ones they aren't allowed to say on NBC. Yeah. They said on the commentary that there was a lot of argument over what funny words for butthole they were going to use, and they went with no-no and plop-plop, which I, of the two, I think I prefer plop-plop. Really? I like, I like no-no. Because no-no can mean many things. Well, I winked at Zach. For you, it means nothing. There's, there's no no no's <laughs> when you're when you're. We know right. the safe words. <laughs> when you know, uh, if you just listen to the audio of the videos that Lil records of Steven and I from behind bars, if you just listen to it as a podcast, you would hear cornhole, cornhole, <laughs> cornhole, cornhole. See, the tough part is that Zach sends me a rotating list of safe words, so it's kind of like that game, Keep Talking and No One Explodes, where I have to like solve a puzzle to figure out what the safe word actually is. And if, and if you uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is a really fun bomb-diffusing game that's really high pressure, where you and a friend diffuse a bomb together, and each person only has like some of the information and instructions, and you have to teamwork, and it's a time crunch, and it's intense, and it's a fun game to watch people play. And that being said, if you would like to watch us occasionally play that, we like to do it quite often over on You Can't Disappoint Show at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Britta mentions to everyone at the table that Troy was molested and everyone reacts accordingly, except for Chang, who says, cool, and Pierce, who raises a glass (laughs) and takes a drink as if that was like a second toast. He's like, congrats, yeah. And everyone reacts to it. And I like Abed watching Troy, who he's he's almost like moving his face in a way to like yeah. coach Troy as to what the right thing to do is. And he does do the right thing. He's This has gone too far. It's not just, I don't know. Did you ever lie or brag about yourself to like a group of nondescript classmates to seem cool but then the information started getting to people that you were close to so your like shit got called out oh definitely when i was in like second or third grade i like said that i had like girlfriends on different continents and then someone was like huh when i went to a private christian school i definitely had some stuff like that i had yeah oh man the shit that i did i'm not even gonna out myself on some of it (laughs) and there's always the like you're a late elementary school maybe early middle school boy and you're like oh yeah i'm definitely sexually active she just goes to another school though and then i was like okay i don't think i ever did that because i again went to a private christian school Mm -hmm. and even if you were sexually active you'd be like oh no absolutely not yeah but troy does the right thing he opens up to everyone because what i was trying to say is it's gotten to his like close-knit group Mm-hmm. and that's too far he can't have all these people believing something because now he has to do it for forever yeah and the lie's not just a small thing to get attention it's it's got attention and it's not what you what he thought it was going to be troy the way he says that he made it up because he's like kind of nervous and he makes it a joke where he uses the 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 finger quotes for as much as i made it up as a mm-hmm. funny moment i guess this doesn't bother me so much the way this story comes to a head but i have some problems with Troy not at least being yelled at by someone about how not okay it is that he did this because I feel like it still leads to Britta like having an understanding of Troy and kind of like thinking highly of Troy because of the situation yeah and I 
the reason why this was my funniest moment was because of how like awkward it was and like yeah. when she yelled it out it was funny but the whole thing is still not not super not super funny yeah they blow over pretty fast because jeff comes to give a toast and it outs pierce's soon-to-be wife as what she is as the the part of the family behind red dragon wipes and mm-hmm. she's going to take over pierce's fortune and pierce has been saved and and jeff has been right and sure he's right but he's so pompous and and he had to dig for something to be wrong just so he could feel better about himself, which isn't okay. Yeah. I like that it she wasn't... calls him Veronica Mars. That's yeah. funny. I've never watched that show, but I've always wanted to. Hmm. I've seen you... like a couple episodes. Okay. I love Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it would be different if Jeff was doing this out of genuine concern for his friend Pierce, but that's not what it is at all. He just wants no. to prove it wrong so he can feel better about his attractive his own attractiveness. Uh, and the Abed record scratch app closes out the scene where he uses yeah. like a, that just happened. And even that's not exactly the, the greatest bit. Well, there was ever. such a big gap between it that I get is a gap. He's like pulling up the app and everything. Sure. But I think it would have been funnier if they had like introduced it earlier in the episode and then he used it there. I think sure. it would have been funny, but yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of just the button to put at the end of the scene. Right. I, we, we cut to a commercial and then after the commercial, we are still at the restaurant. Jeff is leaving the bathroom, and Pierce is there by himself, kind of sulking over a glass of scotch or something. And mm-hmm. he says that everyone left because they're having a catch-up fight with Chang. And then at he Jeff's says, apartment. "I better." Oh, yes, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He wants Pierce to come to. And Pierce is upset. He calls out Jeff because uh, uh, he knows that Jeff's decision was selfish. You know, for once, Pierce does kind of have the qu- the higher ground in the situation. I think so. I mean, Pierce isn't stupid. I don't think that he thought that he and that girl were madly in love and going to be together forever. Like, well, yeah, he clearly he, was not. He reveals here, and there's some poignant stuff here, that he knew this. And he was trying mm-hmm. to get in on her business the same way that she was trying to get in on his. Yeah. And he says so clearly that people use each other, Jeff. It doesn't mean that there aren't feelings that go with it. You can mm-hmm. like someone, but... I guess a lot of times you, especially as an adult, you don't always, I mean, there are innocent friendships, of course, but a lot of times you put yourself around people that you can get the type of things that you want out of them. Yeah. Does that always mean that it's a bad thing to be using people for that situation? Maybe it is sometimes, but I I don't know. I think there's some, in this episode, that's a little devout of poignance. There is some poignance in what Pierce says here that I think gives the episode a couple of points. Yeah, and I think that it's important that you are in you know the people around you in your life you guys can help each other in different ways and benefit from things from each other otherwise it's a draining relationship if you're just giving giving and and you're not getting anything you know yeah and a lot of times because we've seen this time and time again where jeff uses pierce to feel better about himself and usually pierce doesn't catch it or doesn't Mm -hmm. quite get it but here pierce says to him no i think i know what's going on and and you need to think that no woman could want me yeah. And it's nice to see Pierce, even though Pierce is a character that we can't give credit to because he's a racist, he's a sexist, and he is in this episode. He says racist and sexist things in this episode. But he's not an idiot, and yeah. Jeff isn't always as smart as he thinks he is, and Correct. it's good to have this moment that takes him down a peg a little bit. It is nice. Back at the acting class, it's time for Troy to come clean to everyone because Britta's upset at him, and I think the only reason he does it is to make Britta feel better. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Britta says that kissing him was a mistake and that it'll never happen again, but at some point it will, right? It, facts. You're out, you're out here big capping, Britta. This was such a, on the a ridiculous line. Britta starts talking about how she always gets interested in the same guys, and they're people that lie about things. Uh, Jeff is definitely an example for that. But he gi- yep. she, gi- she gives the example of an ex named Pablo who is arrested for forging church relics. What does that even mean? <laughs> what do you think he it's was It's a funny forging? image. I think that he probably was like, you know, this was, you know, the tablecloth used the Last Supper. And this church was like, no, it's not. And he was like, yeah, it is. Buy it for a lot of money. And then they were like, hey, police. And then he was huffing paint the whole time. Yeah. And they they knew it couldn't have been because we yeah, covered yeah. in paint. I, I, I ate some paint. Yeah. He was dipping it in paint and then inhaling it off of the, the, the tablecloth. So it probably wasn't. <laughs> that was the giveaway. And this is something I didn't like at all. Troy turns it around into kind of a flirty thing with Britta, but he, he describes himself as someone who is healthy and someone who, other than his irrational fear of, of, of automatic toilets, is normal. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing from Britta where she's like, no, you just faked being sexually assaulted. Yeah. It shouldn't end with him being like, well, I'm the nice guy, so if you ever do want to change your pace, sure, they could end up together after this, but I don't like the high road Troy takes here. Mm-hmm. Totally. Garrity shows up in the class and opens the floor to everyone. I like how it seems like every day in this class people just talk about their trauma. There's, I there's think no that's all it that is. actually goes on. Yeah. And Troy stands up, and he's honest to everyone, and it shocks the class but uh, he needed to let it out. I don't like that he says, I know, I'm bummed out about it too. That's not yeah. cool. I don't know. It's good that the story is getting out. Uh, he explains his his uh, his intentions, and it helps. It gets him some brownie points with Britta and everyone in the class, uh, but it just doesn't sit right with me, any of it, that he faked it, and that he doesn't get yelled at more for faking it. This mm-hmm. moment ends with him getting applauded, and it shouldn't. Correct. Yeah, I think... They could have done this in a better way that was still really funny, and they kind of... They could have kept almost everything about the storyline if it was literally a different story that he told everyone that was a lie. Totally. But I I love how it ends with, but we're not writers. We're actors. That feels like a (laughs) f*** you from the writers to the actors. Right? It's a pretty funny moment. Story doesn't matter here. All that matters is our time. The dramatic zoom in on Garrity is really great. Yeah. Our time in the spotlight. And then he's done. I like how that wrapped up. That was bizarre. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Abed, who is teaching a Who's the Boss class period. He's got this long Goodwill Hunting-esque uh, Who's the <laughs> Boss defining uh, equation all over the chalkboard. And he's narrowed it down how decidedly Angela is the is the boss. Something that I would have loved to have done was be in that room and get to read all of the stuff that they oh have my god! On so I bet that the set department really nailed Especially it. Especially if I've you know ever seen an episode of Who's mm-hmm. the Boss, which I haven't, and I don't think anybody ever has. I, I'm not convinced it's a real show. <laughs> I thought they made it up. And he's made it to the point where he doesn't even answer his own equation. He makes the professor answer it, and his argument was so uh, decidedly persuasive that the the guy has to give it to him and say, you're right, yeah. it's Angela. And he's totally ruined this guy, and he dismisses the class for the final time because what's the point of teaching it anymore? What's the point <laughs> of the book that he wrote? It's all done. There's this one shot of an extra with long hair that kind of looks like Papa Starburns. Yeah. You see that guy? I don't know. He stood out to me. The class is dismissed, and the last bit with the professor 
It took me almost every time I watched the episode to notice that when he opens his drawer revealing the what's happening textbook, a, that there's a gun underneath it. Yeah, I didn't and, catch it the very first time I watched it. And then, <laughs> and it like, kind of oh. uh, focuses on the gun for a second as if maybe he's going to kill himself because yeah. the question was answered. But then he's like, no, I can go to the next issue. What's happening? Did you ever watch What's Happening? No. Yeah, I didn't really either. I've never seen it. I think what's happening is the one with rerun, right? Sir, I think that's Fat Albert. Just no, no, I think rerun is what's happening. Mm. Yeah, I probably. Hey, hey, hey! I think that's uh, what's happening. Mushmouth. Mushmouth is hey. Uh, Fat Albert is hey, hey, hey. But yeah. what's happening is like hey, hey, hey. Oh wow! You know what I mean? I've never watched it. Have you ever heard somebody say say it like that before, though? No. It's like you walk into a room, you see your buddy, you're like hey, hey, hey. Can't say I have. We'll have to save it for what's podcasting. <laughs> our <laughs> our what's happening podcast. Hey, Fuck hey, community. hey. We'll start listeners. that next week. <laughs> From inside the wherever what's happening takes place. <laughs> now we're wrapping up the episode. They're all back in the study room. I do kind of – I like and don't like how simply it goes from each uh, – each – I just saw – Lily texted me 30 minutes ago to tell me that I said something wrong. <laughs> that, it, that, that, it wasn't an, that it was an engagement party, not a bachelor party. Fair. I don't accept edits or notes while I'm <laughs> podcasting. You don't interrupt a man as he, as, he, as he carefully molds his sculpture. How dare they? They'll anyway. get some extra time in the cage tonight. So they're all, uh, we're wrapping up the storylines one at a time. Uh, Troy is considering acting still. I like that they do it with that, but I think it should have been more of a focus that he has a talent with acting. Yeah. Uh, there should have been a little more on that. But he's going to be in the all-black production of Fiddler on the Roof, which is, is a funny idea. Have you ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? No. I've heard a lot of jokes about it. Have you ever seen The Wiz? Yes. Do you like The Wiz? I like The Wiz. I like The Wiz. I think it's arguable that the songs from The Wiz are better. I think they are better. I think they are too. Now they might not quite be as classic because the only one I'm gonna give like being a better song to somewhere is somewhere over the, the rainbow. rainbow. Yeah. Uh, but we're off to see the wizard, or like if I only had a brain. Yeah, they're Come classic, on. but the Michael Jackson version is better. Well, The Wiz is like an album you could put on and just listen to the album. He's on down, he's on down, down the road. I see that or all the like, time. Or uh, like the You Can't Win. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Or uh, I, I like Wizard of Oz. Feel the brand new day. That's a when, great one. Like all of the sweatshop workers are, yeah. are, are being uh, let out. And for a second, you're like, is this still, are they still doing The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> and Let's were. do... Uh, for a nerdstalgia sometime, I would love to come on and watch Wizard of Oz and The Wiz and discuss. I would absolutely do that. That sounds a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we should do. And if you want to hear all the episodes of Nerdstalgia, the most recent one's out with our friend Chelsea Mahaffey talking about the pilot episode of Glee over at patreon.com slash podcast For as little as $5, you can get all of our extra podcasts. Just do it. I, I'm very behind on my rent, and every week I'm like, I promise, Mr. Sawyer, it's coming. Give me five days. I got your money right behind this door. And if those patrons don't come through, I, I'm going to be sent back to the street. 
and it'll just be me on a street corner, uh, not for a sexual reason this time, uh, yeah. just with my desktop computer and a microphone podcasting to no one because I don't have anywhere to plug my computer in. <laughs> it's just Zach talking to his cats. It's called Fiddler Please. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I do want to give this episode, I do like that the ending... It, there's still a, a, a romance potential interest between mm-hmm. Wu Mei and Piers after this. Yeah, I like that they took it that way. That that they both had their uh, kind of shady reasons for being in it, but they're both kind of shady people, so maybe they'll do well together. Well, and she's not, you know, like twenty years old now. She's quite a bit younger than Piers. Sure, but, but, but I, who isn't? Yeah, I I like it. I think it's cute. I think they have the uh, the bond over saying that they bond over their Thai. racism towards yeah. Thai people. And yeah. Mexicans. So you Match know that's, made in heaven. That's how me and Steven bonded. Yeah. Except for us, it's those damn... I, I was going to say some obscure country, but clearly we're popular everywhere, so... Clearly we're popular everywhere. It's those damn... I was going to say it was the Danish people and the Turks, but... But that's our highest market. That's yeah. the end of the episode. Uh, it ends on that little racist Thai-Mexican comment. I could do without that, but I do like the little button that it puts on of them actually having little connection and it totally makes sense that we never see the character mm-hmm. again either uh what do you think of our little glimpse of fiddler please i loved it i think it's really funny my favorite part is that he keeps going yo at the end of the line it's hard to be jewish in russia yo yo and his <laughs> dancing i love the mm-hmm. really Top stilted notch. awkward jewish dance and and the people behind going around in a circle each yeah. kind of doing their own thing and then how he like does the wiki 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 is pretty funny Dreidels. yeah <laughs> the end of the episode you know what's ridiculous to me that what's gwen that? stefani did a song that was number one smash hit a song that'll last forever and it samples a song from fiddler on the roof you really you don't know no uh, so uh, one of the most noteworthy songs from Fiddler on the Roof, "If I Was a Rich Man." Da, 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 You're da, kidding! Da, da, That's from Fiddler da, 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 da. on the Roof. It's from Fiddler on the Roof, and of course, Gwen Stefani isn't. That, and like, it worked for an amazing pop song, but it's from yeah. Fiddler on the <laughs> from Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. And I guess that's, that's freaking note to hilarious. End this on. That's the end of the episode. It's not a favorite, and in a season like season two, that's just banger after banger after banger. It, it falls a little flat, but it, I still can't give it much lower than a B. Yeah, I think I like this one, though. Um, More than Basic Genealogy? Oh, yeah. I, what were I you like going to say? Sorry. Sorry better for... than... Yeah, you bastard. Um, <laughs> I liked this one more than... I have to think of the name. Are you looking through than, all the episodes uh, Custody on Law. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I disagree with you. It's, it's, it's not a bad one, but it's, it's not a greatest hit either. No. But, but it's that not my least favorite of the season by any means. That being said, who is your MVP this week? It's a little tough to make a choice. Okay, so here is my thinking on MVP. Yeah. I like Troy a lot, and Troy gave really funny lines, but Troy is you not my MVP. You can't give it to him because he exactly. pretends to be molested. Um, and I think that Britta, I really liked Britta this week, but she doesn't get it either. I think Jeff and Pierce both had some moments, but Jeff was kind of an asshole. And Pierce was, was good, but he didn't do anything of note to really win it for him. So Abed is my MVP this week. I think he had a great episode. I think the Who's the Boss stuff was hilarious. And I kind of like, even though he was not the A or the B plot, I think his kind of C, C line plot, through, yeah. yeah was really good. And he nailed it. You just talked me into it. I think this is the first time you've ever done it. I was, 
having trouble deciding one, and I was gonna give it to Pierce because I mm-hmm. do think Pierce gets some of the upper hand. But even then, like he's pretty racist and sexist in this yeah. episode. So if I'm not gonna give it to Troy because of his stuff, even though he's funny, I can't give it to Pierce really either. And exactly. I had almost not even considered Abed, but you're right, Abed and Steven Toblowski's professor character are about the only things in this episode that are are completely unproblematic. So yeah. sure, let's give it to Abed. Well earned. Woo! And that's it. This was a good one. It was a fun one to talk about. It was a little bit different it this was. week. It was. And I am genuinely so excited to talk about the episode next week. It's Paradigms of Human Memory, which is the fake clip show, clip show episode. Nice. And that's going to be so fun to dive into and to really look at every single cutaway and and, and just, just pry them apart. I love that episode. It's going to be really fun to talk about. So please send us in some trivia for that episode, your episode MVP for that one. It'll be a hard one to pick for that one. And uh, your favorite funny moment from Paradigms of Human Memory on over to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com if you like the show enough to support us with money and get some extra content and hang out more with me and steven every week you can support us over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast and uh where can people find us um well i have one more thing to, to add real quick yeah. zach um before By all means. uh we sign off i just want to um announce that i'm extending my send us your bones challenge oh shit uh, nobody sent us any bones and <laughs> i have the entire series of bones ready to send to you we're basically so gonna keep it going until someone sends us their bones. please send us your bones i will quite literally send you the entire series i forget of the show. why we started bones. it now but we've made it this far it's been a yeah. long running gag now yeah please send Send us your bones. bones. Um, I, Danny, I know you're going to listen to this, and you said you were going to send some bones, but like I said, x-rays don't count. Teeth don't count. I want to see a picture of exposed bone. Make it happen. You know where each of us live. You know where to send us your bones. Yeah, send us your bones. That's to everyone. You know where we live. Send us your bones. Uh, Okay. Where can people find us, Steven? <laughs> well, if you want to send us your bones, you can DM us your bones at <laughs> You Can't Dis a Pod on Twitter. Yeah. You can, um, you can email us your bones to www. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but at just kidding is an email. You don't start with an ampersand. Um, is that neither called? does an at. <laughs> <laughs> What's the at sign called? And that's <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> um, you can email us at can't disappoint podcast at gmail dot com ampersand you... gmail <laughs> ampersand. Do you, I I need to know that you do know what an ampersand. An ampersand is the, like and signed. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, good. Got that one right. Um, and then you can find us on Instagram at can't disappoint podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, we're on Facebook and YouTube at You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. And that's Send a- us your bones literally anywhere. Yeah. I just want some goddamn you, bones. If you YouTube us a video of your bones, we might count that for bones. I'll count it. It's just just give us your bones. You know what? Uh, that's enough of that. I think after this, we can we can put the bones to rest. If yeah. people send us our their bones, you'll get bones, and that goes if you find this podcast years in the future. Uh, we'll get you those bones. But, we'll get you those uh, bones. But I think we can put that <laughs> bit to rest. Now, Communities being our dad will never get put to rest because he's our dad. Yeah. Family is forever. Bones are not. Yes. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And you know what? To close out the show this week, I got my second COVID vaccination today. And it, it uh, my arm's starting to feel a little sore, but not too bad. I'm still feeling pretty good. And I feel genuinely slightly 
honored to be able to get this shot and to be able to be yeah. fully vaccinated. And I just want to close the show by encouraging you to make that appointment if you haven't yet. It's free and it does more good than just keeping you from getting sick. So go get your shot. Get your shot. Wear a mask. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. And the CDC said you don't have to wear a mask outside anymore if you've been fully vaccinated. I might... I kind of hate it because now there's like the political side of it where I don't want people to think I'm a Republican if they see me not wearing yeah, a mask. Yeah, literally, I'm going to probably keep wearing mine just like a big reason of it just so that people know that I'm pro-mask. Yeah, but I, at the same time, it's going to be an interesting conversation to have on, an, on yeah. a later date of when is the point to take them off because there should be a point to take them mm-hmm. off. Uh, but I'm lo- I'm looking forward to getting to return to normalcy, and I'm looking forward to continuing this podcast. I always have fun doing it. It's been a- we we haven't run this long in a little bit, so it- it's it's been a good chat. Yeah, it has been, buddy. We we're we're click clack splacking all over him. We'll be back next week to talk about paradigms of human memory. Super excited for that. Steven, do you have any last words to to lull these people off to sleep or to help them lash their babies as they breastfeed on uh, some sweet sweet Alfredo breast milk? Was that on this show or on the Candace pre-show? That was was here, I think. Oh, wait. No, it was on the pre-show. Yeah, so that meant nothing to people, but but (laughs) what are your final words? Watch the pre-show and find out. Yeah. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's Alfredo breast milk. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Have a great week, everyone. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Stay safe. Now I don't have to talk to your bitch ass anymore. Thank God. Okay, I'm stopping recording. Let me clap sync at the end, too. One, two, three. One, two, three.